Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. It is Ash Wednesday. I'm Father Anthony Tinker here with my esteemed compatriot in arms, the Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Hello, hello, everybody. It's good uh, to be back. We're nice to be back. It is Lent now. Father Peter Teresa, are you a lover of Lent or a hater of Lent? Well, that's a tricky question. I would say that, I would say on the whole, I'm a lover of Lent. There are certainly days when I'm a hater of Lent, but but no, I, I, I genuinely love Lent. I, I think I said this when we started Advent that I really, really love the liturgical seasons that the church gives us. I love the, the particular focus that they give shape to our liturgical prayers at the Mass, uh, and then just also... Um, the, the shape of that they give to my personal prayers. You know, I get to focus on the passion and things like that. So uh, I like the different colors. I like purple. Uh, so I like getting to, to see the purple in the church. Uh, I like all the different um, symbols and rituals that come during this time. And uh, so, yeah, Lent Lent has always held a, a very, very special place in my heart. So I'm excited that it's Lent. I'm excited it's Ash Wednesday. I'm excited we got, we got some ashes today and, uh, and, and we're back. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah, we get started. We'll get back into those ashes and this new way we're doing it in just a few minutes. But um, it's Lent. So why are we doing Lent, right? Lent is this time of preparation, right? We are getting prepared, right? Anything that's worth doing is worth preparing for. We talked about this during Advent. And, and the, Lent is, is this beautiful time where we prepare, like Jesus going out in the desert after his baptism, um, before he went out to his ministry to spend time with the Father, right? To go and prepare himself in the desert before beginning this ministry. And we are preparing to celebrate the holiest days of the year, right? We're, we're yeah. looking at, at the Triduum, the big Holy Thursday, yeah. Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. We've got this, this huge uh, upcoming celebration, um, but we've got to get ready for it. And so we have Lent and it's a time of preparation, right? And that time is usually includes fasting, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing in some way. That's the big, what am I giving up for Lent, right? right. It's a big question people have been asking themselves for the past week or if they didn't know Lent was coming as of yesterday, <laughs> uh, right? What am I, and probably today people are like, uh, I haven't really figured out what I'm giving exactly. up yet. What yeah, if, I, sure. if I'm not we've eating chocolate been, we've yet? We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. Um, so how are the friars fasting for Lent? Yeah, so we are, you know, halfway through a sort of a penitential program to begin with. Uh, the brothers and some, some men here at St. John the Baptist where we serve, uh, one of the places where we serve, uh, we've been doing Exodus 90 already, so we've been uh, already fasting in, in that way, doing all the, the disciplines that come with Exodus, um, which is a great program, by the way. Uh, maybe we can do something on that later. But but anyways, so every year the friars do what is called the Great Fast, um, and uh, that's what it's called. Uh, it's certainly in the, the Eastern Byzantine tradition, uh, it certainly has, you know, uh, we the, the the Western Church, the Latin Church, is also doing it as well. But uh, the simplest way to explain what the Great Fast is is basically uh, you are a sober vegan, so uh, no alcohol, uh, no meat, uh, no cheese, uh, no dairy, and uh, am I missing anything else? Um, yeah, dairy products, eggs, yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah. So no, so, so it's we, a, uh, you are no animal products. You're no free. animal products. Well, why? Why do we do this? Um, uh, Father Anthony, why don't you, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different reasons why we do it. Um, but I mean, so why don't, yeah. Yeah. So the re- so let's, let's get into what the church fest is for the Roman rite. And that is Friday's no meat, right? Why is that? 
because meat was sacrificed on the altar, right? Lamps, oxen, etc. That that's what is what was sacrificed on the altar of the temple. These are the the, the ter- a pair of turtle doves and two young pig- or two young pigeons, right? We're reading mm-hmm. the scriptures about Jesus's. We just celebrated recently the um, the purification of Mary, uh, also known as the presentation of the Lord. Yeah. So there was these sacrifices, and they used to put meat on the altar, right? Right. And, and so Jesus is the one true sacrifice. He's up on the cross. He's offering up his life for the sake of, the, uh, of, of all of humanity, uh, for all of the world, for the forgiveness of our sins. And he offering his life, his flesh, as the one true sacrifice. And, and that, in a certain sense, he's on the altar of the cross. Mm. What, we, what, what has happened every Mass and the Eucharist being represented, right? The blood and water that flowed from his side, it's right there. It's all on Calvary. And so when we don't eat meat on Fridays, what we're saying is, I'm remembering the sacrifice. Yeah. That Jesus offered his flesh. And so I'm not going to eat flesh today yeah. because I'm remembering the sacrifice. Now, um, the East current it still continues. The, the West, it's it's kind of tradition has, um, they, they've- It's waxed and waned. <laughs> they, they've entered in, they've recognized the, the, the humanity in the flesh mm-hmm. and they've uh, accompa- uh, you know, accommodated to that. But, but in the East, it's still animal products. Why? Yeah. Because animals were sacrificed. So anything associated with animals, we're not going to eat. We're going to refrain yeah. from, for this time period, to say what? Because we got to remember the sacrifice, and for forty days, as you said, like I get to spend forty days meditating upon the passion. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more meritorious. It, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but the, the meditation on the passion of Christ, right? It is extremely merit, med, meritorious that we get to meditate upon His death. We, we get to give thanks for what He's done. We get to remember the love that He's offered. It, it's such a such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, good. I think you mentioned something that's, I think, really, really important for the Christian during this time, Uh, because we do live in a time where there are health fads galore, um, and even fasting has, quote unquote, fasting has really made a comeback in a lot of secular health circles. Um, I know intermittent fasting is a really big thing, and 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 uh, and there's all these health benefits that that come from fasting that um, the church, whether consciously or unconsciously, was aware of. But but you see the wisdom of the church in in prescribing these fasts for for her her followers for for centuries. But but what you touched upon is that the motivation for the Christian is fundamentally different. That that this is not. A health and wellness program. This is not a program to to tighten your belt. Uh, this is not a, a program to um, get in shape. That, that's not what Lent is for. Um, and, and just in just the health and physical sense, but that but that we unite because we're body and soul. Uh, we're not just bodies and we're not just spirits. We have both of them. And so we need to unite what we're doing with our bodies, what we're doing with our minds and with our souls. And so that we pray with our bodies, that fasting is this way in which we get to pray with our bodies and and also to follow the command of St. Paul who says to pray always, to pray at all times. And so perhaps you are sitting at a desk at your job or or you're about just the, the, the labor of your work and you can't necessarily apply your mind and your thoughts to, to prayer, um, but you can apply your body to it. Um, and, and, you're, and your body is praying when it is fasting um, and you're remembering your body is remembering the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And so I think that is just so, so important as we enter into this season that 
that this isn't necessarily about, or it's not, it's not about at all the, the physical benefits, but, but that we're always doing it from a spiritual motivation. And that's what makes us different than the secular person. That's what makes us different than like the Hindu or the Buddhist who might be fasting that, that our fast actually in some way is united to Christ. Um, that, that we are united with our savior. We are united with our Lord. Um, and we get to be with him in that. And so, so we just have to keep that in mind as we're doing this. Cause I think a lot of times it's so tempting to be like, it's almost like a new year's resolution 2.0, you know? Um, I, I wanted to do my new year's resolution. I got like four weeks into it. I fell, Oh, lens around. Let me try to pick it back up and, and, uh, and, and do whatever we're doing. And, 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 and maybe that's good. That's helpful. But we also just need to keep just that prayerful spiritual motivation first and foremost. And so two points on what you just said. First, I want to just tell everybody, and this is church prescription, <clears throat> church law. Yeah. You are required to fast every Friday. Amen. Um, th- I've preached this before. And somebody who's like a daily massacre is like, I have to fast every Friday, like yeah. not just Lent. So the church used to require no meat every Friday. I right. can't remember the sacrifice. Every Friday is a remembrance of the passion. Um, and, and, and so, But the church has said it doesn't have to be no meat. But you have to fast in some way, and it could be as literal. As- she recommends she she has in mind that it would be meat. But if you're not going to, then it should be something else. Right. There needs to be an offering. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why I'm going to get into our recommendations for Lent yeah, let's for the do people it. of God, and I like to be specific. Yeah. Because right? I think it's what helps people. Like I go all over the place. Um, get I out recommend of the clouds. just because I've done it the past few years. I recommend no meat for Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, one of the brothers preached this at one of the missions. And it was like halfway through Lent. It's like, you haven't figured out what to do yet or you haven't, you haven't been faithful to it. Go know me with the rest of Lent. Mm-hmm. And all these people from that time on came up to me uh, and were like, we, we did the know me thing. It was awesome. We're doing it next week. Yeah. Why? Because again, it's a daily remembrance of the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like what, what do I recommend? I mean, prayer fasting and almsgiving, right? These are the big three things. Um, we're not going to go into detail about each one specifically and why we do them, but recommendation for fasting, no meat. Why? Because daily remembrance, I'm not eating meat today. Why? Because Jesus offered his flesh. And I'm yeah. not going to eat flesh today. Two, um, for a prayer, do the stations of the cross every day. Yeah. Um, I, I, we're getting into the passion. Just meditate upon the passion. Just meditate upon in Thanksgiving. And then I was talking to someone the other day that the crucifix is really hard for him. Yeah. Right. Because they, they see, you know, all the, the shame, right. And all the, the, it's just hard for them to look in the cross. I was like, it's the greatest act of love. Like, don't be afraid to look at that. Cause that's a sign of God's love. Like the, the meditating upon the passion should help us meditate upon how, much God loves us. It also should make us abhor sin. Mm-hmm. Like this is the result of sin. We didn't, if we didn't sin, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened because of our sin. And so it should remind us every time I sin, that's the result. This is this, and it's a, it's a, it's a visible display of, I want to get rid of sin. I want to learn how to accept and receive the love he has, he has for me and to love in return. Just when you were talking about doing no meat for Lent, it was reminding me just just how important food is and even um, just how powerful it is as a cultural symbol. So when we think of cultures, we very often think of the foods that they eat and that they cook. Um, so I love going to visit my family because, you know, the, the Italian culture is, is, is still there and we're going to have all the, the meats and the cheeses and the wine. And then it's just, um, I love it because it tastes good, but I also love it because I feel like I'm getting in touch with just this heritage and this culture that, um, is being passed on to me and that the church has a culture. Um, and that 
and that what you and this is what the Jews understood and knew through their own dietary laws that that what you eat determines who you sit at table with. And so to protect themselves from 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 pagan idols and idol worship that that they had these dietary laws to protect their identity. Um, because the table fellowship is this really important, intimate, and holy thing. Um, so they have all these kosher laws to protect their cultural identity. And the church has something similar where where we don't eat meat on Fridays at Lent. And 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 should be we don't eat meat all year round. Um, but but certainly for Lent. On Fridays, that's right. Thank you. Um, and and the secular world knows this about us. You start driving around downtown. Guess what? McDonald's is going to have their fish fillet deal for the next forty days. They know, and and they're marketing because because it is this powerful cultural force. Because that's what food is. Um, and so we, it is a witness then too that if you're at the workplace and it's a Friday and and you know there's a luncheon or all these different things and and you abstain and you don't have meat. Um, you are witnessing to your belief in Jesus Christ um, and the sacrifice that he made for our sins. And so, and so, yeah, I think food is a really, really powerful way to fast and to witness and then to build up our Catholic identity and culture. I also think it's important to be hungry a little bit, <laughs> you know, because we're in this, this culture yeah, where for sure. no, I can get right. on Grubhub. If yeah. I had some Uber kind of smartphone eats. or Uber Eats yeah. or whatever it is. We don't have Uber Eats. Yeah, I've never done any exists. of these things, but yeah. I know what they are. Um, and and I can get food, whatever I want, instantaneously, any type of food all over the world. Um, I never have to be hungry. And, and we're in this complete, like, satisfy my longing, get my desires. And you said there's like this secular thing where people are starting to fast a little bit uh, because they're tapping into something which is really important, right? That God knows the body. It's really healthy for the body. But also on a deeper level, like, to be hungry is to recognize my satisfaction doesn't come in this life. Like I will never be fully satisfied with the things of this world because I have a longing for, he for heaven. And to be a little bit hungry on a Friday, especially on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, where we do both not just abstinence for meat, but also fasting, the one big meal, two small meals. Um, what we're saying is like, my satisfaction is not in food. My comfort is not in food. My comfort is not in the pleasures of this world. My comfort is not in the things of this world. My comfort's from God and I long to be with him for all eternity. No, that's... That's really powerful. That's really right. And uh, it reminds me of, of Mother Teresa and the Missionaries of Charity. And, and Mother Teresa's whole spirituality in many ways can just be summed up in two words. And you'll find these words in every chapel in their houses. Uh, and it's the words of Christ from the cross where he says, I thirst. Um, and he's thirsting for souls. He's thirsting for you. He's thirsting for me. He's thirsting for all of us. Um, and, and thirst is this universal experience. We all know what that is. Um, now we can um, insulate ourselves from that, but I think it is just to then go back to unite these things in a spiritual way and to have a, a fundamentally spiritual uh, attitude towards it that you're feeling hungry um, or you're feeling thirsty. You've deprived yourself of a, of a real good um, that God gives us, but, but we deprive ourselves then um, of that. And now it is a way for us then to just tap into God's own heart for us, where God's hungry for you. God's hungry for me, um, and God is thirsty for you, and God is thirsty for me and for our love and for our lives. And, 
And so then we have this physical experience, um, and it can be then a window into uh, God's heart for us that that we otherwise would not have because of what you're saying. It's just the the incredible affluence of our culture can really insulate us from from these really human, human and primitive experiences that that teach us something about God's heart. Which is why we we daily meditate upon the passion. I'm recommending the Stations of the Cross every day. Because yeah. it helps us to make this unit, uni- yeah. uh, this um, unity of prayer with God, to put my heart and united to His heart. Um, and final thing we do: professing almsgiving. My recommendation right. for almsgiving is: so you should already be giving ten percent, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, it's Lent. I better start giving ten percent. Right. Like Amen. what comes in, ten percent before taxes, uh, right? You, you should be making <laughs> gifts. And this is for <laughs> An the church. Distinction. Yeah, this is for the church. Yep. Right. The, the, is the is the recommendation. But then again, we're talking about sacrifice. God asked for the first God fruits. God asked for the first fruits. Yeah, so we give right? him the first. Why? Because he says, I've given you my first fruits. Actually, it's 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 beautiful in the letter to, to Paul where he talks about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the first fruits of God given to Amen. us as a foretaste of heaven. And he's the pledge. It's it's the pledge yeah. of redemption. Here's my 10%, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, and, and if this, if you're having the Holy Spirit in your soul, God himself mm-hmm. is just the pledge. Yeah. Oh, baby, can't wait. <laughs> right? <laughs> and God's saying, give me the first fruits, right? Yeah. He doesn't need our money. But it's it's for our sake, right? It's because I recognize if I hold on to the monies of this world, if I and I, I if I think this money is going to make me, um, going to pr- give me protection and security, et cetera, right. instead of relying on Him, trusting on Him, and then Lent is the time to give in addition. It's to make sacrificial gifts to give alms in addition, right? Right. So that's just the tithe is that ten percent alms is say in addition. God has blessed me so abundantly. I'm going to give alms to the poor. I'm going to going to care for those in need. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to the food food, food pantry. I'm going to go to the Saint Vincent. I'm going to go wherever, and I'm going to make give, make additional alms. Yeah. Right. To care for those who are in need. It's interesting. Like um, these three disciplines that the church asks of us all the time, but she really um, puts the laser focus on it for Lent. Um, they get at I think three of the major idols of our day and of our lives, which is. Um, our money, our wallets, she asks us to tithe, um, our stomachs, you know, we're in, and so she asks us to fast, but then also our time. And, uh, and we spend our time doing other things when, when we could be spending that time praying the stations of the cross or something of the, of that sort. And so it is a way for us to, to check the idols in our lives and, and to make then God, uh, God in our lives as well. Amen. Okay. Last topic for today. Ash Wednesday. Okay. Okay. We are here and Ash Wednesday, it, it comes from Nehemiah chapter nine, verse one. There's other places in the scriptures, right. but this is the, the now on the 24th day of this month, the people of Israel were assembled with fasting and in sackcloth and with earth on their heads, <laughs> right? With dirt, with ashes <laughs> right. on their heads. And we see like in, in the story of Jonah, right? They goes to Nineveh and yeah. says, you know, 40 days, your city's going to be destroyed. And what happens? They, they, they put on sackcloth. They sit in ashes, they put ashes on their head. It's a sign of mourning, a sign of fasting, right? It's a sign to, to proclaim a fast has begun. Um, uh, first note is, it, it, Jesus does say like, when you go out, don't look gloomy, right? Right. But this isn't for display, right? That, that for the rest of the, of the time, the rest of the year, Friday is when we're, we're fasting, we're, we're tired, whatever. We don't put it on display like, oh, I'm fasting today. Mm-hmm. Think good of me. This is not think good of me, Ash Wednesday. This is proclaiming to the world. And this really is a witness to the world. I mean, people see the ashes. And people yeah. know, like, I've definitely had people like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday. It's all my ashes sure, on my yeah. head. Um, and so there's, there's this beautiful, beautiful day. And in particular, um, Ash Wednesday is going to look different this year. Right. We're actually not putting the cross on the forehead. We're actually sprinkling ashes on the head. This is a, a tradition they do in the Vatican every year, do it in Italy every year. Yeah. It's an ancient um, tradition. An ancient tradition yeah. of the church. But because of the pandemic we're in, 
um, it's going to be something that we're, we're worldwide will be practiced. Yeah. And instead of marking with the thumb the ashes on the the cross on the forehead, we're going to be sprinkling ashes on the head. Right again, it's just like they put ashes on their head. It's this symbol right in my hair, right in my head, right? <laughs> got my hair all done, right? You got the, the, the hairspray and you got the gel and you got how to just yep, done. Yep, and what yep. are we going to do? We're just going to put ashes all over. What? Well, it, hopefully, maybe not all over. But we'll, I don't know. I'm going to be generous. Maybe, oh, you're going to be generous. You're <laughs> gonna, gonna, some of the ashes we have, you got to yeah. see the, the amount you've got. Yeah. But <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so this is, the, this is the beginning. It's the marking of this day's different, right? We have... Fat Tuesday the, the day before, yep. right? Where you I, you eat ice cream and you eat chocolate, oh, you, eat, you eat bacon, <laughs> and, and you just remember, hey, you just like you know what? Tomorrow it begins, and uh, and tomorrow I'm getting getting started. I'm going in, yep. and uh, and then we start. We go in and we go to mass. We go to church. We get the ashes, and we symbolize to the world today, like in forty days, Jesus, His passion, death, His resurrection is coming. Yep. Right. It's time to repent. Yep. It's time to turn around. It's time to turn your lives around. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun this Ash Wednesday. It'll be a little different um, with, with without the crosses, but the sprinkling on the forehead. And so, um, as a priest, it's a new experience. It's a new experience for all of us. And uh, and uh, but no, the Lord is the Lord is with us, and uh, He's gonna we're gonna have a, a blessed land um, of that. I'm of that I'm sure and confident. Amen. Okay, so we always have these fun questions that oh, we kind of end end with, and I'm on the Lenten theme right now. Okay. You know? So um, I want to talk about kind of Lent of the past. Um, okay. And this isn't necessarily one particular lamp, but mm -hmm. I just, uh, so I want to talk about just a, if there's been something you've given up in the past, like how it went, right? Where it was good, where it was bad. Um, and, uh, and, and just kind of talk about maybe some, maybe get a little insight into, uh, Father Peter Teresa and Father Anthony through Lent in the past. Um, and there's, there's one in particular that comes to mind, um, for me, and that is, um, I didn't drink soda really in high school because I, I I stopped drinking soda when I started started playing football and got into sports in high school and it's just like right it's just um, you know it, it just was working out all the time and drinking a lot of water Gatorade etc and just kind of stopped drinking soda. Well, one Lent I like I just didn't want to give up. <laughs> like I was just I'll be honest, my mom like she she knows the one already and I was like um, and she she came, she came to the the kitchen right one day and I was like I'm gonna give up soda right I'm gonna be one of those guys. And uh, she came to the kitchen one day. I'm like eating ice cream. It was like a Friday yeah. in Lent or something. She's like, what, do you, what did you give up for Lent? I'm like, soda. She's like, you don't drink soda. And, uh, but the Lord, the Lord, dude, he got me. He always does. So um, I'm a nerd. I'm just going to admit to it. I was the captain Welcome of the team. Yep. I was the captain of the math club when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. This uh, is a new tidbit for me. Um, so I was in the math club. Uh, I was captain. We actually won, we won a couple competitions. It was, uh, it was really beautiful. The one at Texas A&M actually, uh, Gigum. Uh, our, our team, our team won, but, um, so I went to this math competition over a weekend and they served lunch, right? So as you show up, there was only soda. That's like awesome. all the options to drink. That's awesome. It was either like have soda or don't drink anything. That's And hilarious. I was like, okay, no, I was like, oh God, I get it. Like it was, it put a little fear in me. Yeah. Like I'm a high school kid. I'm like, oh Lord, like you're going to, you're going to make me fast. Even if it's just this, this one time, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enter into a sacrifice. And, uh, and so, yeah, we had a lunch, a lunch where we didn't have anything to drink, uh, personally, um, cause I wasn't drinking soda yeah. and I, it kind of like put a little bit of like, oh boy, I better take a little more seriously. Yeah. For me, the thing that immediately comes to mind is, uh, is my postulancy. When I first joined religious life, I, I just did water. I mean, I ate, um, but, uh, I just drank water. It was the first time I had done that. And, uh, 
I was drinking a lot of coffee at this point, and um, it actually led to probably one of the best triduums and one of the best Easter's of my life. Um, and so, I remember that being a uh, a particularly graced and, and powerful Lent for me. That that I felt I I felt ready for Holy Week. Um, I love Holy Week. I can't wait to talk about Holy Week coming up in a, in, in our future episodes. Um, but yeah, it was just, a, it was, a, it was one of the best lens. Um, and yeah, I had a great Easter because of it. Amen. But this, I, I found that too. Like when I have a good Lent yeah. and really say, I'm not actually going to do the no soda thing, you know, yeah. we've been doing the great fast. This would be a different for us. We're doing the great fast and Exodus 90 at the same time. Yeah. So we'll be, and not just, it's not like a, 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 a feat of strength. Like what, what can I give up? It's just like every day it's a reminder. This is for you, God. I'm offering penance. I'm we're, reminded to turn around. We were just talking to a family and she mentioned, the mom mentioned that the, they started praying the rosaries of family together one year for Lent and they still do it every night together. And I was like, that is the sign of a good Lent. That, that, that something that you started to do actually changed you and changed your spiritual life and changed your family to now where you're doing that um, all the time. So we're going to give you a blessing to kick you off to have a beautiful, beautiful Lent. Amen. So let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's just pray the prayer of St. Francis, or the blessing, give you all the blessing of St. Francis. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Have a great Lent. Happy Lent, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.